So when we look back on the week, it's easy to think about all the hard work and heat we had to deal with, as both those things are very true. Um, but along with those things, something that stuck out to me was God's grace, his ability to bring people together and have people come together for his good, groups of people, even volunteers, that came from all over to help people, the, people in need. Some of the crew leaders were from Virginia or even Indiana like us. In my group, our crew leader was David. We had asked how long he was there, and his response was for a month. He had volunteered to come to the hot, humid state of Louisiana to build and repair houses. All week, I was just in awe of his commitment to God and to help God's people. So the house uh, my crew was working on was a new build. Uh, at the time, it was just a main structure at the time. The first day, we were working outside, which was so hot. Uh, and while we were working on the while we were working on the porch, a man drove by and offered to bring us all a Dr. Pepper. After he went and brought us all a small bottle, because he said it, it, was, it wasn't healthy to drink too much pop since we were working outside, but if you ask me, I could have gone for the bigger bottle. <laughs> um, anyways, back to the story. Once we, went, once we left, we asked David who he was. That man was someone whose house they had worked on before, and he was so grateful that he brought us pop. It wasn't much, but it meant a lot to us. It made me think about we were, what we were really doing down there. We didn't go down there to brag about it, or for us, but for them. They feel hopeless, and they rely on people like us to come and volunteer. We found out that there were so many people still on the waiting list. As I thought about that, I saw what the houses looked like. The houses we worked on and around, they were very livable, but people were living in them still. All those people on the waiting list were living in those houses, no way out. But the people that came, come down without looking for anything in return just make me sit back in awe of God. He has shown so many people his grace through those people just like us. As I was writing this, I wanted to share a story given by someone who's, who was chosen to have their house worked on or even rebuilt. As I went on the MDS website, which I recommend going on, because you can read so many stories and just sit back and see the, uh, the good God has done. But as I was on the website, the second story was about the house my group had been building. As the week went by, I was told a few things about the lady who was living there. She was stopped by almost every day for a few minutes to see our progress. Her name was Shirley. The amount I knew about her was small. I knew she was taking care of her grandchildren and, they were, and she was working at a nursing home since she was always came after work in her scrubs. But other than that, I didn't know her story. So when I read it, so I read what was written about her, I had to share it. Shirley, like I said before, was taking care of her four grandchildren, all still in school. But in Hurricane 2020, Hurricane Delta knocked over a tree onto their roof. While that happened, months later, her husband had passed away. She was alone, taking care of her grandchildren while working full time. Later, as the roof was still leaking water, she paid a roofing contractor $17,000 to fix it but her roof still leaked. So that left her no choice but to move into a trailer with her daughter, who had then also passed. So being alone, she worked all she could at the nursing home she had been working at for 20 years. They had mentioned in the article that she said that her kids had moved, her kid's mom, the kid's mom lived in Baton Rouge and their father had just gotten out of prison. So she was doing everything she could to give them the best life she could. Eventually, a neighbor mentioned MDS to her. She told them that she was so used to being turned down that she didn't even see a point in trying. 
But her neighbor thankfully didn't take that as an answer, so Shirley called MDS. With little hope and opposite of what she thought, they were at her house the same day she had called them. They saw her situation and decided to build her a new house. When she found out that they were going to build her a new house, she couldn't believe it. She said, when they told me all I could do was cry, I thank God every time I look at it. One of the first days, I remember David telling us the house they were, were going to have AC, even central air. He said that when she told her, then he told her she couldn't even believe it. Like I said before, she stopped by almost every day. She walked up to the house most days, but one day she didn't walk up, to, walk up and just stayed in her car. She had rolled down her window and told Aaron that she didn't want to get out and step in the mud because it was so muddy there. In the article, it says that she stopped by all the time, and her neighbors do too. They're all happy for her. It says that she tells her neighbors that she'd been praying for this every night. She tells, at the end of the article, it's a quote from her and what she tells her neighbors when they ask when the house will be done. I tell them, it'll be finished when the Lord wants it to be finished, and he will dwell in it with me. This story reminds me of Lauren Daigle's song, Rescue. Part of the chorus says, I will send an army to find you in the middle of the darkest night. It is true, I will rescue you. I will, stop, I will never stop marching to reach you in the middle of the hardest fight. It is true, I will rescue you. In the Bible, Paul is mentioned a couple times. He started as Saul, and as we know, he later became Paul. As Paul, he preached and was a servant for the Lord. He had, he had a purpose to do what God said in Matthew 28, 19, go and make disciples of all nations. There are so many stories about his preachings and letters he had written. He was so committed to God that even in the hardest times, he stayed committed to his purpose. He wrote in 2 Timothy, he has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. So as I look back on how much work everyone put into these projects, from the people working on the houses, to the cooks, to even the people doing the paperwork, and the older couple that did our laundry throughout the week, which is definitely a big part, all these people have done what they can and seeing the shows God's work through all of them. He gives us all the purpose like Paul had mentioned. Before I end, I want to share another story. One of the cooks' name was Jim, and every day, we started by having devotions after breakfast. The first day, Jim signed up for devotions. His devotion that morning was about natural disasters and what we were cleaning up after. No, I called them disasters. He pointed out that we called them disasters, I mean MDS means Mennonite Disaster Service. But he told us that all of these so-called disasters happened for a reason. He was an earth and science teacher, and he was getting all scientific on us. But thankfully, I have Google, so I can look up some examples. So when a hurricane happens, it actually distributes the Earth's heat, and without them, our temperatures would go crazy. Hurricanes, floods, and volcanoes all help with providing nutrients that the soil will be lacking. Fires can help the ecosystem by taking away invasive plants and can help some plants even sprout or spread. While all these are disasters to everyone, he showed us that everything happens for a reason. He knows that he has plans whether we see it or not. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So during the week, we dealt with super hot temperatures, dirty bathrooms, rain, mud, and long work days. But he showed us all lessons as well as his grace for them and us. And we all have a purpose and to look and be in awe of what he does every single day. Morning. Okay. Uh, James 2nd, 14 through 17. 
What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. First, I also want to thank the congregation for all the support and prayers for the MYF before, during, and after this trip. This service trip was, you could say, a bit different than trips we have been on before. First we flew, which of course was fun, yet different. So when we got to Louisiana, it was hot. And when we all stepped outside, I'm pretty sure everyone started sweating right away. We then got in the cars, went to a restaurant, tried some new food, and headed over to the MDS place. Everyone got settled, and we met the people helping out and our group leaders for the week. We then got ready for bed and, the, and rested before a week of something new. Now, I'm going to be honest, I was kind of feeling unsure about the week, being in a very hot and humid place, working on a house and using tools I've never heard or used before was a little nerve-wracking. But I kept telling myself, don't complain because then I can tell my dad I'm basically like him because I use big power tools. <laughs> so Monday morning we got up and my group, who I have to say might have been the best group, got in the truck with our leader David and headed to our house which was about 15 to 20 minutes from where we were staying. I also want to mention David had a very heavy accent, which to me, I love hearing people who don't sound like your typical Midwesterner. We got to the house and I was kind of speechless to see first how good it looked before we started working more on it, but also unable to process the kind of houses that were surrounding it. Some were decent looking houses and some could also make you tear up a bit, thinking about how someone actually lives in a house like that. Uh, one house David showed us looked like the size of a small shed with metal and wood pieces kind of nailed to the side of it. Someone asked if someone actually lived in there because I think most people would kind of laugh or shake their head and think there's no possible way a person can live in that. But David calmly said, yes, there is someone living in there. And in that moment and throughout the week, I started to realize how many things, good things, I have in my life how I have a nice strong house, protection, nice clothes, a support system, and a lot more. So as I worked on the house, the girls mainly worked on building a porch and the guys did more roof stuff. I tried my best to have a good attitude, even in the heat, because when the homeowner came by for the first time, you could see the joy and the thankfulness in her eyes. And that really put a good feeling in my heart, knowing we are truly making a difference with our time here. In the end, after we finished what we could do for the house and stepped back and saw the progress of it all, I was really, it was really rewarding knowing, first of all, some of us did things that we never did before. And second, we made a difference in a person's life and helped them get back on their feet. Kind of tying it back to the verse that I read at the beginning, we didn't just say we're going on a trip and building houses. Each group built a house, built the house that they were assigned to with joy and pride, knowing that even if it was hot and it was challenging at times, we made a difference.
to the owners, to the MDS workers, and to each other. And we hope that our sharing and pictures and stories will also make a difference in this community. And I hope everyone has a chance in their life to also go out and do something new to change the world and the way God would. Because doing something big and realizing these people are just thankful for the time you give really opens your eyes and helps you to even be more thankful and grateful for what we have. And lastly, going along with being grateful, I just want to thank you, thank all the sponsors for all the support, time, and guidance throughout my four years in NYF. You all have made an impact on each of our lives, and we will always be grateful for that. Thank you. Good morning. So I have only been at like coming here on Wednesday nights for about a year. So this is all very new for me. Um, this trip had a few firsts. From my first flight, which caused major worry because you never know what's gonna happen on a plane, to my first missions trip. Walking into this missions trip, I had no idea what to expect. I was nervous and excited all in one. When the words, you have been assigned the worst house we're working on, was given to my group, instant worry of what we would be getting ourselves into came upon me. My first instinct, instinct was to say a quick prayer for the safety of me and my team. Dwayne, our group leader, said, hey, we need to go get boots. And then it turned into me and Lindsay seeing hazmat suits in the back of the truck. <laughs> Uh, when we got to the house, I prepared myself for the worst, but it was not as near as bad as what I thought it would be. I was thinking bugs, that we were told there were sewer issues, and you had no idea what to expect. When we came to the house, like, it, was, it looked very rough, and the neighborhood we were in was very rough. Um, it was 4th of July, and there were fireworks being shot at houses, crazy stuff. And it just, like, that stuff just is crazy to me. Um, from the beginning of the week to the end, I learned a lot. There were many accomplishments from ripping up floors to putting in ceiling tiles to getting Ryan, the one that Courtney mentioned, our, my second team leader, to give me a double thumbs up while admitting him and I made a great team. The restoration that we accomplished during our week of service ranged from the restoration of hope to the restoration of the homes we were working on. First Peter 5.10 says, and, then, or, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. I thought this verse showed the restoration we did during the week in Jennings. The second house I worked on, I was given the privilege of talking to the homeowner. She admitted when she had to leave her house, she admitted when she had to leave her house because of the hurricanes and the power outages. She lost a sense of hope and didn't know if her house would be salvageable. From this trip, I have brought back many memories of our multiple Walmart trips to seeing God working within the youth group. This trip has left me with my eyes wide open to the work of God and a new appreciation for the state I live in. Because, well, that Louisiana weather is awful.